Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Bessus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 184. Um, the reason uh, we discussed in several shiurim about the concept of a pursuer and a distancer is because that is a big key. Once you know what that is and know how to handle it in the right way, it could solve a tremendous amount of issues in marriage and create a thriving marriage. Now, in regard to what we call a distancer, someone that needs their space and, uh, you know, and doesn't, is not prone, is less prone to communicate in an open way, um, we have to make a disclaimer here and realize that sometimes there's real concerns there. Uh, for example, if you, if, if, uh, one of the husband or wife refuses to talk about a very important part of living together as a husband and wife. Money matters, child matters, intimacy matters, things like that. That could be a, a, a deeper issue. Sometimes there's depression there or extreme anxiety uh, that creates this withdrawal. So we are need to uh, bring up that important point that it could go to an extreme uh, where the person needs to realize this and get the help they need or their spouse needs to realize it and try to get that help for their spouse. But we're talking here about more um, the general personality of, you know, sort of keeping a little distance, engaging less and there it's important uh, to go out of the comfort zone. Very important you feel comfortable the way you are. Even if you're happy in your marriage and you're happy about your husband and wife the way they are and you're happy in your life in general. But what happens is, is if you become complacent and just stay in your own Dalaramas, as they say, you start moving away from your husband and wife automatically. And it's very important to recognize your own distancing patterns, especially introverts, which is okay to want their space, but if they take it to an extreme and they don't um, make efforts to engage, it could create a distance. So the advice to give to that type of personality, what I'm going to call here a distancer, is the one thing that's very crucial is to take the space you need, but not distance. Space and distance are two separate things. Um, distance means you don't communicate at all. Space means, for example, you know, I'm overwhelmed now, or I'm busy now, or I just want to read a good book. I'm going to chill for 45 minutes and read something, and then I'll, I'll uh, or, or, or do something I need to do, and, uh, and then we could talk later. That's what a distancer, quote-unquote, needs to do. To assure their spouse, their husband or wife, I'm not checking out of the marriage. I'm not checking out of the conversations. I'm going to be engaged. I'm going to listen. But right now, for this half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is, I need some alone time. That is called space. That's not distance. Distance is when you don't communicate at all, when the other one's trying to, and that creates a lot of friction. So you need to work on warming things up at time, even though it's not your nature, um, to listen more, 
not detach, even if it may not be nat- come natural to you. And despite your love for space, you need to give your husband or wife your attention, your appreciation, being fully present. And when there are problems that you're facing that you, f- that you know that sh- your husband or wife needs to hear about or should hear about, and they have good feedback that may be able to help you, it's very important to get out of your comfort zone and communicate that. And the same idea also is to the fairness of household chores and things like that, or, or attention to the children, because someone that's more withdrawn or distancer seems to sometimes check out of some of the important um, tasks uh, that they could help out their husband or wife with, and they don't. And... Very often, many, many marriages have this problem where there's an unfair division of the way they contribute in their work towards their home life in maintaining the house or their work and whatever it is. And it's never going to be 50-50. It's not supposed to be 50-50. And each one has their strengths and, and, um, and their weaknesses. And sometimes a, a wife may be saying, I'm happy doing most of the home housework. That's me. And that's fine. But the other one needs to know they need to put it in also. And um, so that's another important concept. Again, like we said in the beginning part of the year, if there's extreme distancing, that's a signal that of a cry for help. Something's needed to be done about it. But we're talking just about the general aspects of it so that's um we're going to go back to this issue but as it's hashem and that's hashem um also like i discussed we're gonna at some point get into personality types in pertaining to marriage and human nature that i think could help a tremendous amount of people gain a lot of understanding and enhance their marriages greatly if they have this information and like i said when it comes to personality types it's a very important aside there that even if you like it and you learn things from it, human beings are complicated. You don't put them in a box and you don't, um, you know, marginalize a person. You could use, like everything else in life, you could use it in a knowledge of personality types could be used in a constructive or a destructive way. And to use it in a constructive way is to be open, realize that human beings are have a lot to them. It's not black and white, and it's not one-dimensional. But once you're aware of that, and you know, and you're willing to learn, and you're using it to help, it is a tremendous, tremendous tool. And then we talked, and we're going to continue to talk also about, even when you disagree and fight, you do it fairly, and uh, with respect. And that's a big part of marriage, too. Um... There's a saying that say, says that happy couples are not couples that don't fight. Happy couples are couples that may fight, but they fight fairly. I think, and again, um, if someone who is listening to this, um, um, correct me if I'm wrong, if they heard differently. But um, Shlomo Zalman Orbach, I think he once said that uh, he, um, he had Baruch Hashem never a situation where he caused his wife Agmas Nefesh and their Chalom bias was very, uh, you know, extremely, extremely good. 
And I, I think he expressed this to his Talmudim or people around him. And others say that does not shot that they always saw things the same way. That's not what it means. And I think there's a big emphasis on that. When you know of the biggest tzaddikim in the world that had the most tremendous shalom bias, and they were on the same page with everything and had respect with everything, that does not mean that they always saw things exactly the same way and didn't have a different viewpoint that they expressed to each other, but they knew how to handle it well. It's very important in a marriage in general. Masayagiya, we're not in the category of such tzaddikim. Alavai, we should even get to their toenails. But we need to learn to emulate them. And if you're upset, you watch what's coming out of your mouth. Maybe those tzaddikim are able not to get upset at all. If we're not on that madrega, and we sometimes do get upset, we need to at least learn how to stop ourselves, behave better. In the past, if we knew we had a pattern that created a downward spiral, we get smarter and we realize now we have to, you know, stop the yelling or name-calling or whatever else we did in the past or bring up past grievances during a fight and things like that. So these... And, and, and also to learn how to handle differences of opinion and how to express it in a right, in a healthy way. And another interesting concept that you need to know is that couples sometimes feel helpless. They're in a bad mood. One of them is in a bad mood, or both of them are in a bad mood. And they say, basically, based and it's tense in the house, it's impossible not to fight. It's sort of like, uh, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. And um, it's not inevitable. You have a lot more ability to control the situation in fighting more than you think you do. Um... You know, and um, that's very important. So it's interesting, uh, Harriet Lerner, in one of her books, speaks a very humorous thing. Uh, She once saw a very high professional couple, and they were at each other's throats all the time. They were 24-7 bashing each other, and on every issue turned into a a major battle, whether it's uh, about what type of meals about having sex, about planning vacations, about spending or saving money, decorating houses, rearing kids, dealing with in-laws. They always fought and fought and fought, bringing back old hurts one after the other after the other. Nothing seemed to have helped. And they both told her, you know, we have hot tempers, we can't control ourselves. And, um, And then something interesting happened. What happened was that they had in their house they was a distinguished English-British professor came to their house as a house guest and they stayed there and, and that, that professor stayed there for several months and they lived and this professor lived in a guest room not, not too far from where their bedroom was and the wife told her Harriet Lerner that during that time that that professor was there they never raised their voices they were very cor- cor- courteous to each other and um, and they both agreed that those few months that that professor was there was the best several months that they had in their marriage. So it's interesting that um, no matter how much they fought like cats and dogs, they, I guess, maybe felt sensitive to the reputation. They didn't want this real high distinguished 
British professor to think that they had a troubled marriage or that they weren't good people. So they learned to behave themselves, talk nicely. They didn't yell each other at all during those months. And it was the best months of their marriage. They both admitted it. And in a way, you need to do that. I mean, it's better, of course, that Hashem is there watching you, and that should be alone enough. But again, as we know, the Chazal say, So, you know, Harriet Lerner, she she said, I wish I would have a, a British house guest to place uh, into guest rooms in, in many of the high-conflict clients, couples that she has. It would solve a lot of their problems. If they're sensitive to it, they, they just adjust their behavior accordingly. And there they may, felt, they, they may have felt that they were compelled to behave in a better, more courteous way. But the bottom line is, is that behavior has exhibited another level in their personality, more menschlichkeit, a decrease in their anger and in their depressions or their nervousness or in their stress, a certain calmness to it. And they were able to do it. So their trigger was that distinguished guest that they had. But they have the ability to do it themselves. They really, really do. And all of us have that. And um, you will all have a better marriage. All of us would have a better marriage if we make real sincere efforts to keep fighting and negativity from escalating. And sometimes you don't wait for your husband or wife to do the right thing. Sometimes you need to take the initiative and do the right thing, add a note of sense of humor to the situation, calm, de-escalate the situation from spiraling down. And that's a very, very important thing. And that that works a lot. And, um, And so on. You know, sometimes um, humor could do it. Um, John Gottman, who's an expert, he, he, said, he says, gives an example of couples fighting about whether to buy a particular uh, a car, and they're fighting, and it got, gets the, 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 the tone is getting higher and higher. Suddenly the wife sticks out her tongue, imitating her four-year-old son, and but the husband, the, 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 the husband realizes she's about to do this, so she, he does it himself. And it's like a joke between them, and they laugh, and the tension, you know, sort of dissipates. Sometimes humor works. You know, sometimes the humor in the wrong time could, could escalate things, but sense of humor in the right way could actually help. Have a wonderful day.